will be on another episode of Soothing Semantics. I am your host, Rafi Pinsky. Make sure, as always, to like, subscribe, and share. Leave your comments. For all of your real estate needs, make sure to check out Rafi the Realtor on Instagram. Go to my link in bio for my weekly newsletter, where you'll find all of the incredible information regarding the weekly email. So you'll have market stats, news, uh, listed and sold property, and uh, everything to keep you up to date. Without further ado, we have David Oliverdian. Not so easy to pronounce your name, but uh, we made it happen. So he's an Armenian-Israeli pro boxer, 8-0. Fast, fast hands. Uh, very impressive uh, so far in his boxing career. So thank you for coming on the show. Great to have you, man. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, man. So, absolutely. So, you know, now uh, there's there's a lot going on in uh, in Israel. You know, we have a war with Hamas. Been uh, very intense for for really everybody, and and there's a lot of differing opinions. A lot of people don't seem to agree with us, and that's okay. They can uh, they can kick rocks, but it's uh, it's really been a lot to uh, to handle, and uh, you know, I'm sure we'll go into that a lot. But give us a little bit of an idea of how you got into boxing and then obviously we want to talk about what your, your future plans are. Right. So, um, my dad is a typical Armenian. Uh, he wants his boys to be strong. My brother got most of his genes from my dad. So he grew up really fast and he's pretty big. So he was getting into fights, but he was holding up for himself. So my dad was afraid that me as the, his younger son, that I was much smaller than my brother, when I would get into fights, I might get bullied. So he was afraid that it might happen. So he sent me to boxing and kind of the rest of the history. I was on, on and off boxing for a long time because I never really liked it. I was pretty good because it was just a natural, but I never really put my heart into it. But then when I turned 18, I was like, eh, why not? I'm going to give it a try. And uh, so far, so good. Interesting. So what, but what, what changed? So at 18, you just decided to do it after all that time, not liking it. You just decided to go into yeah, it. So I was, I was just about to go to the army and I saw a friend of mine who's not in the national, the national team anymore. He quit boxing, but uh, I saw him go to the uh, Klitschko tournament amateur in Ukraine. And I thought to myself, that's so cool. He goes for free to other countries sees other countries for free and boxes. I want to do it too. So that was kind of my turning point that I wanted to do it as well. And then, uh, yeah, it kind of started rolling. I was, I was in a kind of losing spirit first. And then just before turning, um, going to the military, uh, well, a few months before that, I think it was like two months before I um, got bronze in the Europeans until the age of 22. And then it gives me a, like a status, uh, which is, uh, so we can translate it into like exceptional athlete and then mm-hmm. you get all the perks in the army so your military service is much easier and the, the commanders let you uh, go to your gym to the gym and you they give you a certain amount of time to be in different countries so you can train and all that stuff so and after that i had to be doing this for three years otherwise i would have to give up all my perks in the army so for three years i had to be dedicated and serious about boxing so three years go by and that's it. I kind of stay with it. Interesting. Okay. And and just to kind of backtrack a little bit, because this is all really good stuff. 
your father is not Jewish Armenian? My father is not. There's no Jewish Armenian. They're one of the only nations where there's no Jew, there were no Jews really mixing up with the Armenians. So my, my dad is Armenian. My mom is Jewish. Right. Okay. But just to get, get an idea, though, but you lived in Israel for a long time. I mean, you grew up there. I was, like, born, I was born and raised in Israel, yes. So how did that happen? Because your father, okay, so give me a give oh, me Well, a you know, of... it's, it's the Soviet Union. So all these countries are all together. They all speak Russian. They had to learn Russian. No matter which country you're from, you can be from Armenia, Azerbaijan, Georgia, uh, any of these countries, um, mm -hmm. Latvia, whatever it is, they had to learn Russian because that was the USSR. Right. So they moved around this huge uh, area freely. My dad was a... Uh, uh, he was working on a ship. My mom was uh, and had an internship over there. They met and that's it. They lived in Belarus for for some time. And then because my mom is Jewish, they had the opportunity to move uh, to Israel just before the Soviet Union collapsed. And they decided to do that. Uh-huh. Okay, interesting. So did, but would you say, did you grow up more Jewish, more Armenian, a little bit of both? What was your... I would say I grew up a little bit of mo both, but... um. Obviously, since I was born in Israel, grew up in Israel, all my friends are from Israel. Um, it's it's easier for me to connect, you know. But I've been to Armenia many times, and I love this country. Gotcha. Oh, that's very cool. Okay. Um, interesting. Yeah, just uh, I'm noticing, you know, kind of like how Tari Alavasov is has somewhat of a similar situation. You know, it's a little different, yes. but yes. it kind of reminds me of that a little bit. Uh, mm -hmm. But in your case, you're like kind of more Jewish than he is because of your because of your mom. Whereas by him, he has like a little bit of Jewish blood. But you know, again, none of that matters whatsoever to mm -hmm. me. I'm just kind of making conversation. Um, okay, so you have that story. You've been living in Israel for a while. You're eight and zero as a boxer right now. Where are you looking to go now that you're eight and zero? What are some of your next planned fights? Uh, where do you see yourself in the next year or two, even? Wherever God takes me, I'm not a big, big uh, planner. You know, I never planned to be where I am at the moment right now. Mm -hmm. Never planned on anything of this kind. I always hoped. I was, uh, I was, I always told myself, I just have to train, stay consistent, and things are gonna just happen. Whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen. I'm not gonna be much of a talker. I'm not gonna say big plans, and uh, so these things might not happen. So uh, this is not just. I'm not this type of person. Whatever happens, happens. I'm just going to give it more and see where it takes me. Okay. Okay. That sounds good, man. Well, I, I, I look to see you in the future continuing to win fights. So Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, absolutely, man. I mean, there's a, it's a, it's a long road, man. Boxing's tough. The good thing about boxing is there's a lot more for now. I mean, you could still make a nice amount of money. It's very tough being in, in MMA, for example, it's just not very hard to make money in that, in that, in that style of fighting, uh, I would argue it's kind of the opposite. For boxing, yes, the top people make a lot of money, mm -hmm. but the guys who are trying to make it, they make peanuts. Considering, like the basic uh, contract in the UFC is what is like, I think it's uh, ten and ten. In boxing, you uh, you have to be in really good undertank to make twenty grand a fight. So, but it's not about money. I don't care about money. I can get money. Um, I don't care about being rich. I don't just want right. to live well. Uh, right. I'm not a lazy person. I can work. It's no problem for me. I'll be okay. Mm -hmm. 
I hear you. I do because I have passion for it. For sure. Yeah, no, I don't I don't think anyone should go into fighting for money. Like there yeah. is a potential for it, but it's very difficult. Yeah. If you think oh, I'm going to go to do a I'm going to fight so I can make money, you're uh, in for a shitty road, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um what's his name? Um Sean Strickland was talking about this. He he had he knew some guy and his son. This guy's son wants to be in the UFC. And he's like, listen, man, I I don't know if it's a good idea. He's like, because it's gonna be a painful road. The money's gonna suck. He's like, you know, because you look at the top guys and you're like, oh wow, if they did it, I can yeah. do it too. It's like uh, exactly. You you have to be a very good shit talker or an a very good shit talker, an amazing fighter. Or either one of those things, hopefully both. But you know, you just you yeah. And people people don't realize that. Just, but um, uh, we live in a different generation of stupidity. You know, everybody's uh, um, the uh, people think that oh, you gotta believe it, love attraction, all that crap. Yeah, you're gonna hear about the guys who who made it, which is zero point zero one percent, and all the guys who believed and worked really hard, and nobody heard of them. They're just gonna fall down there. Nobody's gonna remember or hear about them. But they believed. They should be believed. But shit, life doesn't work like this way. <laughs> it is what it is. I mean, listen. I do believe that if you, if you have a strong belief in something, you're more likely to get it than if you don't. You know, if you have a strong, it doesn't guarantee shit. But I do believe that if you, uh... no, you definitely, I agree. You you should yeah. do have to believe in yourself and you give it try it your all. But you're not guaranteed anything if you really really believe and you really give it yeah, your yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, you know how yeah. many tough uh, people in Russia they work their ass off. And they're never gonna get out of Russia. They're yeah. really good boxers. I'm sure they're gonna give a hard time to any world champion, both in MMA. Or boxing, but they're just not gonna get the chance. Yep, yep. It's very interesting. It's very interesting. So, so just to go, kind of go into Israel a little bit. You know, you being Armenian and Israeli. First of all, do you get a lot of people in your DMs? I, I'm pretty sure you posted stories about this, but every Jewish fighter is getting a lot of like hateful comments. Do you get a lot of people in your DMs saying like, "Yo, let's fight"? You probably get a lot of trolls that you know would never yeah, actually I've fight had- you. Endless, endless amount of trolls. It's not about even fighting me. Just people are sending me so much stuff. Like, you know, so if there's somebody who goes and straight up starts cursing me, this is something that I just really enjoy. So I troll them back. But if there's somebody who just sends me a lot of pictures of dead babies and stuff, I know what they're trying to what they're trying to show me. What they think they, that I'm like like them when they were. Uh, being happy when Israeli kids were murdered or giving each other uh, sweets and celebrating these murders. I'm not this way. Mm-hmm. I see these bad babies. I feel bad for them. Yeah. And I know that I know who doesn't feel bad for them. Hamas doesn't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Hamas don't give a crap if these babies die. They prefer to wa- show it on videos and make everyone feel bad for the whole thing, but they don't care about Palestinians. They don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. These people, their people can die. They don't care why why their sons are not dying, why their daughters are not dying. Oh, I know why. Because they're in, in rich uh, freaking mansions. They build myself, themselves in Qatar, in Paris, uh, in a bunch of other places that I probably don't know about. You never hear there about their sons dying. No, it's always 
people who have nothing. Yeah. But Someone... no, these idiots, I hear a bunch of morons on my DMs saying, no, they're just a resistance group. Yeah. They're resisting to help freaking uh, their people. <laughs> morons. There was someone, um, first of all, there were a couple of pictures of some of the leaders like playing ping pong, chilling, you know, hanging out. But there was, um, they interviewed Shabak, you know, Shin Bet interviewed a couple of, a couple of uh, guys from Hamas that they captured. And they were talking about it. And one of them, one of the guys they captured was talking about what we're talking about. And he was saying that they're all rich living in Qatar and they sent us out to do their work for them. So, yeah, man, it's, it's an interesting thing. I, I just, um, I was just on a podcast. This guy was actually on Joe Rogan four years ago. He, he, he has like a nickname. It's like an alias. It goes by Hotep Jesus, H-O-T-E-P, Jesus. Uh, interesting guy. We had a, it was a nice conversation, but we had a little bit of, little bit of debate. And I went into a whole thing for about an hour. Some people called in and had interesting interesting things to say about me. But, uh, you know, I, I've talked about the conflict many times. And ultimately, my conversation is, uh, the you know, the Palestinians in the Arab world have to come to terms with us being there. They have to come to terms with us having a state of our own. And many of them don't want to do that. And my ultimate argument is that we have the option to share land, to split it, essentially, Arab world didn't want to do it. We won the war and now we have it. And I think this is something that we continue to try to explain to the world. And we we don't really owe anyone an explanation at this point. Um, you know, I'm not going to say we've always been perfect, but at the end of the day, I really hope that we, we take this war seriously because if we just stop in the middle of it, we're going to end up with the same fucking problem that we've been having since 2005. I mean, it's been a lot longer than 2005, but specifically talking about Hamas, we've been in this position over and over and over and over again. And if we, you know, if we just agree to a ceasefire and we don't go into Gaza and we don't, you know, control it to some degree, we'll have to figure out what we do after that. But for now, we have to, you know, we have to do the the work we were planning to do. And that's really what it comes down to. You know? There's a, we have a lot of smart people in the country. A lot of smart people um, think with the internet that that uh, it's like an asshole. Everybody has one. Same like is an opinion. So uh, we can sit here and talk about our opinions. They're going to talk about their opinions. Everybody like, you know, I, sometimes I argue with people uh, on Instagram that send me DMs. But like thoughtful DMs, like, you know, not morons that uh, just started cursing me because then I just troll them and just have fun of it. But sometimes I have real people that try and make conversation. They say their thoughts. I tell them what I think. And it's just never ending because they're mm -hmm. not going to accept what I'm saying. They're not going to believe me. It's like I had this conversation with the guy today. I think I spent like two hours on the phone just talking to him on messages. What the hell am I doing? What am, why, what am I trying to do? And I'm trying to explain the situation between Jordan and, and, and uh, Palestine. Why the Jordanians are not helping them. It's like, oh, it's because Israel is not allowing them. Yeah, okay, so there's children starving in Africa because of Israel too. No, every little argument I tell them, look at this, this is why it happened. 
1970, Jordan for fighting with a um, Palestinian liberal organization. Yeah, the PLO, uh, yeah. Liberation, yep. They fought them off, massacred their asses because they didn't want a terrorist group in, in their land. I told them, that's why they're not helping them right now because they had enough of this shit. They don't care about the Palestinian people. They just don't want the terrorist organizations in their land. No, it's because Israel is not allowing Jordan and Egypt to help their brothers. Okay. <laughs> okay, man. Good luck with your thinking. Right. So no matter what you do, no matter look at this, it's thousands of years. Yeah. Thousands from 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 um from Egypt, being slaves in Egypt, be banished by the Roman Empire, scattered all over Europe, to have a Holocaust, uh to come in here and have fighting now, it's it's never ending. It's never yeah. gonna end. Never. Yeah. yeah. No matter what you do, no matter who you talk to, people are gonna forget and people are gonna persecute you. They they were okay with us after we went uh, through the Holocaust. People were like, "Oh no, Jews are poor. They need their help." Da, 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 da. Time goes by. They trying to erase history and gonna start it all over again. All the time, same shit mm -hmm. happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just just what it is. It's also we're not the under we don't people don't see us as the underdog in this situation. They don't really care if we were the underdog, they would hate us anyway. Yeah, it is what it is. I think also we we care too much about sympathy. We should know already. You know, it's like, yeah, you know exactly. I I think that we we also want to do the right thing, but sometimes we we try too hard to make people happy at the cost of our own safety. And, you know, it's a long-standing conflict, a long, complicated thing. Ultimately, man, it is what it is. We got to do what we got to do. Yep. I mean, it's true. But then I I want to make clear that there's a lot of great Arabs in Israel, mm -hmm. too, mm -hmm. that they're not for Hamas. They don't want Hamas. I'm sure they feel very sad. And so am I to see Palestinians die, see babies. I don't care whose babies are. I don't want kids to die. Mm -hmm. Not us, nor our enemies, nobodies. But I know who doesn't care. Hamas doesn't care. And they are the ones controlling. I know the Palestinians didn't have uh, elections in freaking ages. And they're not going to have a chance to elect somebody else because Hamas doesn't give a shit. But it's just a sad situation right now. And um, we have to erase Hamas. If there's no Hamas and there's no new terrorist organization coming up, there might be a chance to have a little bit of peace for a while in this region, but not with Hamas going on right now. No chance. Yeah, yeah, definitely not. It's weird, man. It's a whole weird thing. Because if you if we don't have Hamas, we still have Hezbollah. We still have other groups. There might be another group spring up. It has to. It has to really do with ideology and differences in in, in values and principles. And the truth is, yeah. is the Eastern world is a lot more religious. It's a lot more theocratic. Uh, Israel is a lot more democratic. It's a it's a different kind of. It, it's weird, man. Because in in ways we're very similar, in ways we're very different. But what do you think? Yeah. Um, oh, there's so many conspiracies going on right now as well. I don't know if you're watching what's going on, but it's insane. It's gonna the whole thing is just politics and money. Um. So the same thing that happened. I want to bring light to the situation that happened in Azerbaijan and Armenia over Nagorno Karabakh. And uh, I don't know if you heard right. about this because right. it was kind of under the lines. And and um, Azerbaijan kind of came and, and uh, controlled 
an area, took over an area that was Armenian mm-hmm. for centuries. Uh, and uh, I know that Israel was sell- selling weapons to Azerbaijan for for the longest of time. So that okay, as an as an uh, I'm I'm Jewish, but I'm also Armenian. So as an Armenian, it did hurt me to see that kind of stuff. And um, one thing that I am kind of ashamed of, I didn't put too much light in it, except passing a few stores and stuff. But it was kind of hard to see. But I know that it's just politics and money talks. So it kind of sucks to see. And now they lost that area. So um, kind of makes me sad to see it. And I had a lot of Armenians messaging, like, oh, you see, uh, now you support Israel and stuff, but look what Israel was selling weapons. Yeah, I feel bad that they sell weapons to Azerbaijan because I know Armenia is a poor country and they would use it in all Soviet weapons. But um, yeah, there's things that I can't change. People are coming with complaints, but I can do nothing about it. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's crazy, bro. Who knows? Hopefully we won't have World War Three. But uh, listen, man. I know, I know, man, I know. <laughs> My brother is out there in the front, in the front lines, man. Don't scare me with that shit. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, your brother's bro. I I don't know if you saw my profile, man. I was I was in fear. I was in the army too. Really? Yeah. I was a lone soldier too, bro. I'm I'm not a I'm not signed up for Miluim, and I'm just kind of uh, I don't know. It's tough because like it wouldn't necessarily be so easy for me to just join a unit. I'm sure maybe maybe by now I could have, but I'm conflicted, bro. I'm conflicted. It's tough, you know. Of course I want to, but it's uh, it's a crazy thought. Yeah, it's crazy uh, thought, it's not easy. You have friends over there. I have most of my family there. Yeah. 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 Tons of friends there, of course. Yeah. So it's uh it's a it's a weird situation, but um yeah, hopefully everything will be good, bro. We'll feel we'll, yeah, we'll so let's hope for some uh some peace, man. Nobody wants a World War Three, especially now with uh with uh Iran attacking US uh, bases in Iraq and Syria, so that might escalate. Yeah, it really, you know, man. Listen, a, a lot of this stuff is just money, power. You know, all these other things. A lot of it's, a lot of it's just a way for people to make money. But what we really have now is, we really have a fight between free thinking and much more religious ideology. And the reality is that there's good and bad in both of them. Like in America, when things get to be too free thinking, you kind of lose you start to lose logic and people start to get way too emotional and there isn't a grounding and you kind of lose sight of what, what is moral and what isn't because everything yeah. just becomes acceptable and that could destroy a society. But then when things are too extreme on the other side, that also can destroy a society. Yeah. And I just think that there should be a healthy level of both. And, uh, I don't know, I, you know, history repeats itself and there's always a way of things correcting. The, the world always corrects itself in one way or another, but yeah. it's just weird to live in a, in a generation where shit could explode. Shit could really explode. I know, I know. especially uh, a war that with the technology we have nowadays, oh, a ton of bombs flying all over the place and nobody survives. But maybe that's what's going to happen to humanity, you know? So maybe this humanity needs a reset. Maybe, bro. That's a, you know, that's a crazy thing, man. Nuclear weapons could literally destroy the whole world, pretty much. I mean, the, yep. the nuclear weapons we have now do. I mean, you can destroy entire countries with a couple of them. Yep. So, <laughs> I don't know, well, man. If if Israel uh, 
she owns that. It's going down. It's going to take everybody with it. So who knows? I mean, yeah, Israel ha Israel has nuclear weapons. So I feel like if Iran became like a major issue, and this is nothing that people haven't thought already. So it's not like I'm bringing up this crazy idea. Right. Iran, you know, this is primarily the reason, you know, America and Israel doesn't want Iran to have nuclear weapons. So this way, you know, Israel has the upper hand. If Iran says, oh, we're coming after you, Israel's like, wait a minute, I have a gift. Uh, I'm I'm sure they have a gift too. So, <laughs> yeah, well, hopefully it won't come to that, man. Hopefully it won't come yeah, to that. Man, I don't know. Yeah, we're all saying our opinions. Everybody has an opinion. We just hope for uh for better times. Nobody wants to see bloodshed. No. I agree, bro. Listen, I feel. Listen, I. It sucks when I see these. When I see these babies in Gaza, it sucks, man. Like I'm not happy about it. You know, yep. it doesn't matter who the little people are like. Oh, the little kid's gonna grow up to. You don't know what the little kid's gonna grow up to become. The little kid is just a little kid at the at this moment. You know what I'm saying? Like it's. I we need to it's get so... rid of Hamas. We need to get rid of Hamas. Uh, they they won't let these people have uh, any kind of decent life. The, the unemployment rate is highest in that region. They have no chance for no more life. Their only option as a young adult is, is join Hamas, uh, be brainwashed, and die for their cause while they get their bellies full. Look at the fat asses over there walking with the leaders, with their huge bellies. Crazy, eating shawarmas right? and hummus all day. <laughs> Obviously, they're, yeah, man. They're, yeah, they're rich, dude. Ismail Haniyeh is supposedly where he's, they're all billionaires, I'm pretty sure. Khalid Mashal is a billionaire. Ismail Haniyeh is a millionaire. Maybe Yahya Sinwar is, I'm sure he's a multimillionaire at least. Yeah, all these guys are super rich, man. It is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, so it was uh, an awesome talk, man. Okay, I hope you, I hope everyone enjoyed it. Was, it was uh, short and sweet, but nonetheless, it was great. Uh, David, I, I really thank you for coming on the show and talking to me. I know we, Appreciate we you having me. My pleasure, bro. I, we ended up talking more about the political side of things and the boxing side, but I just, it's just something I wanted to talk to you about. So, uh, you know, hopefully we'll have another opportunity. We can get more into the boxing, but uh, ladies and gents, I hope you enjoyed. Make sure as always to like, subscribe, share, leave your comments. Make sure to follow David on Instagram. I'm going to put his uh, account in the description, but just for the sake, uh, it is David underscore Alaverdian. Okay, so I know it's a it's a bit of a tough last name, but what always helps me if you're not a, if you uh, have trouble with, with spelling certain names if they're long, you just kind of break it up. That always helps me. So it's pretty much A L A Verdian. That's what helps me remember the name. So check them out. Of course, for your real estate needs, I'm happy to help you. All right, it has been a pleasure. Until next time, folks. Peace. Okay.